Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Right Perspective. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe on any and every platform you use to engage with us. Today, we're going to recap and discuss the Rocky movie franchise. This includes Rocky, Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, Rocky 5, and Rocky Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> All of the films which span three decades, 1976 to 2006, star and are written by Sylvester Stallone. Collectively, these movies have made $1.7 billion on a collective budget of $204 million. And just to round out the math, okay, that's like $1.5 billion, uh, you know, net and out, Okay. And the first movie alone was nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Original Screenplay, Best Film Editing, Best Original wow. Song, Best Sound, okay? And it won three, Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Film Editing, okay? And that's just the first movie, all right? And multiple iconic songs have come from this franchise, including Gonna Fly Now. Um, the music is by Bill Conti. The lyrics by Carol Connors and Ayn Robbins. And of course, Eye of the Tiger, you know, which was performed by Survivor. You know, we could go on about the way that this movie, you know, just continues to kind of like resonate in culture. And for some, you know, these facts would be enough to make this movie a classic. But today, we will determine whether it is a classic from the right perspective. We'll do a recap, discuss the movie, and then we'll take a vote using a voting symbol picked especially for this discussion. But we got to start with intros. Kick us off, bro. Hi, I'm Aubrey Wright. I'm the oldest, and I'm wearing a pink tie for no reason. <laughs> and, we, and I feel like before we go on, we have to address this <laughs> because it's not going to make sense. It's not. Janaya <laughs> had on a pink head wrap. <laughs> Whitney has on black and pink as well in her shirt. And well, they, actually, this is charcoal. Shout out to uh, India Ari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so they and asked it was me. It coincidence. It was just like our souls were just like communicating. Mm-hmm. And so as big brothers are often forced to do, <laughs> I was required to participate. <laughs> so this is a slight hostage video as well. Anyway, <laughs> my name is Aubrey Wright, and I'm the host. <laughs> but was that Morse Cope where I love my sisters? That's so sweet. So it was good. SOS. Please help. No, no, no. SOS for a super open siblings. Hi, I'm Brittany Wright and I'm the youngest. <laughs> and we are super open siblings. <laughs> we are super Welcome open to our podcast. <laughs> That actually doesn't sound bad for somebody else. The Super Open Siblings Podcast. Somebody who finds that. You're welcome. You You better pay us, though. (laughs) Y'all, there's something else that I didn't even realize until this morning. I'm actually not in my usual recording location, which is my apartment in Brooklyn. I am right now 
Um, I'm actually in Philadelphia. I'm here for the long weekend. That's true. And, uh, <laughs> you got to get a picture on the steps if possible. I think so. I think so. And I have seen like this. I've been up the steps before. I've seen the Rocky statue that they, they have on prior visits to Philly over the years, you know. But I'm like, I just happen to be in Philly right now recording this Rocky podcast. So That's it has so to be perfect. Yeah, and the view from the hotel I'm going to tell y'all, we tried to set up the camera so that the view would be in the back because it looks like Philadelphia, you know, yeah. but the light, it was just too much. We couldn't figure it out, you know, yeah. but I'm in Philly, which is just crazy. Yeah. That's so perfect. That's so perfect. And, y'all, <laughs> and, your, name, and your name is? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, Brittany did it. Yes. I did it. I oh, did, did it. it. I did it. <laughs> You finished the intros. I finished right, the intros. Well, well, listen, podcast land, I'm keeping everybody on track. The, the, oh. Do you all need me to play the Rocky song? <laughs> Get you all pumped up. No montage. Even when you're just doing that, it still makes me kind of pumped up a little bit. It, listen, when he started, I said, yes, I wish my life had a montage. You can get everything done in five minutes. Joe, Joe, <laughs> five minutes. Get it done. Right. <laughs> Go on, Janelle. You're, get us back on track. Well, bro, you know, actually our next, our next little, um, the next step, you know, in our, our, our normal outline, okay, <laughs> is to pick a voting symbol. Oh, so yeah. New to the Right Perspective podcast, we always pick a voting symbol that is tailored to the content inspired by the content we are reviewing and recapping. Um, and then we use that symbol at the end of the podcast to take a vote to determine whether the content is classic from the right perspective. And so you all, I have one to recommend. And I think this is one of those, our super open siblings, <laughs> you know, <laughs> connection. Mm, yes. Y'all and I, uh, we were thinking the exact same thing, girlfriend. I can almost assure you that's not. Okay, bro, you're gonna eat those words. Everybody, okay, just just like one of these characters from a Rocky movie that just thinks they know it all. You eat those words. All right, I'm ready. I would like to recommend the Rocky statue. I know you're already thinking it. Why? It's not. It's not what I was thinking, (laughs) but. I am intrigued already. Well, listen, and here's I'm intrigued. Here's the reason, y'all. You know, when you think about Rocky's claim to fame, what made him an excellent fighter? It was his endurance, right? It was his resilience. You could literally just beat this man for 15 rounds and he'd just still be standing there. Okay. He just get right on up, you know, keep it moving. He could go the distance. Okay. And what is a better symbol of of endurance than a statue? Okay, something that's literally intended to be there for all time, you know? The other thing is that in addition to this, like being his claim to fame related to his fighting, he also, we know just from his story, the the character story, that um, he also had to just sustain himself through various, uh, very significant losses. Over the course of these movies, he lost his trainer, he lost his wife, 
he was struggling. He had had multiple times where he was struggling to kind of like understand his identity. He lost his friend and mentor in some ways, Apollo Creed. And you know what he had to do? He had to keep going, you know, and he did. He reinvented what he needed to. He found the resolve within when he needed to, you know, and there's actually a speech at the end of the last, or, or it's in the last movie. So at the end of the franchise that I have to just read a couple of lines off. So you can, so you can, it's up. And the I already context, know where you're going. You already now know. I know where you're going. Where you? The context from the last movie is his son has um re is really struggling to find his place in life and to find momentum, you know. And the son has become a little bit of like a quitter, kind of. And he's like blaming people. He's like blaming Rocky. You know, your fame, being in your shadow is the reason I can't figure my stuff out. And you know what Rocky said? To it sounds like Theo in the Cosby's. <laughs> exactly. I'm happy you said that because that's one of the things when in, in, in reviewing like the, the, the discourse about the Rocky movies is that the stories are relatable. We we all have been through these things. So yes, it is the story of a Bill of Cliffhackstable and Theo. It is all of us, you know. <laughs> and Rocky says to his son, let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. Can I pause you? I request that you read it like you are, Rocky. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, it did not occur to me to practice a Rocky impression for this podcast. I didn't think I'd be called. <laughs> you can practice right now, Adrian. <laughs> so if you just say that, it'll let put you in the you mode. Let, let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me I tell think, you something. Stop it, stop it. Janiyah reading as Rocky is going to undercut the power okay, yeah. of this. You're so statement. right. right. People you need right. to hear these words. And my awesome performance will probably just overshadow them. <laughs> performance I mean. is not the word. I mean. Good call, bro. I mean. Okay. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, go out and get what you want. But you got to be willing to take the hits. Ain't no pointing fingers saying you aren't where you want to be. It's not because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that. And that ain't you. You're better than that. Ooh. Yeah, that, that is one of the best speeches oh. in movies, man. I, I mean, I, it's so it good. Eddie hey, hey, nailed it. But go back. I, I don't want to derail from the point that yes, you're getting. Yes. That's it. That's what I'm saying. His, yeah. his philosophy, it wasn't just his fighting philosophy. His life philosophy was you're going to get hit, stay the course, do what needs to be done. Like a statue. That's what, that's what he, like a statue. <laughs> Bam. Living strong now. <laughs> well, Janiyah, listen, I'm on board. Okay, I'm on board. I, just for, for this, I, you know, I love your overly deep analysis of <laughs> all of you know it's my favorite part of the podcast <laughs> but you actually i'm i am with you 
I don't even feel like you was too deep this time. I'm, I am deep with you. I'm in the well <laughs> because I felt the same way. For the record, mine was a boxing glove. Mm. But that's good. Why boxing glove, bro? Was I mean nothing deep. Mine are not deep. They're just appropriate. Because <laughs> it's a Brit- listen. are last minute. Mine are appropriate. <laughs> Yours are too deep. That's what we do. That is our format. And I That's got the- a list. But sometimes you have a reason, like it was on the movie poster. You know what I mean? Oh no, no, no. I, I mean, obviously, the boxing gloves are prominent throughout the entire sure. franchise, even to the point of the cufflink, which would have been the reason, but the the cufflink didn't show up in the last one, um, which. I feel like it was a missed opportunity, but anyway, but, but, the, but you the, gotta uh, circle back to that couple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but anyway, that, uh, that was, but anyway, that's why it, it wasn't nothing. I just felt like that was the thing that represented all franchise, but this, the statue, especially with the explanation. And I'm going to tell you the other thing at the end, he's standing in the place mm. where his statue used to be. That's right. Boxing gloves, punching bag, speed bag, rink, Apollo Creed shorts, a garbage can on fire, beer. Wait, wait, wait. What was the, the what was the last one? It's a garbage can on fire. You said beer? Beer. Why beer? They were at the bar all the time, right there, right there on that corner. Never say that, why. On that list, that was Never the first one I didn't agree with. <laughs> Never say why. Was yeah, that 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 was. You know, we've learned this mistake many times. <laughs> that was every <laughs> other one though was was legit. Every other Absolutely. one was legit. Sid, yeah, I kind of like punching Adrian's back. face. That's legit too, funny. Adrian's enough. face. You Listen, know, I'm full of ideas. You all aren't ready for them. Bag. Punching bag now. That's a really good one. That is another example of endurance. <laughs> I mean, hanging meat. Mm-hmm. That was a tool he used to prepare himself. <laughs> you know, but since not only is the hanging meat a tool he used to prepare himself, but there's a point at which in the movie it's a symbol of a failure for him, because when his his life kind of goes off track for a little while, he ends up working in the meat packing plant. Yeah, um, and then he has to overcome that. Yeah, I could see the meat. I could see the um, I could see the punching bag for sure. And I'm going to tell you, when you said the Apollo Creed shorts, I felt something in my soul that felt so good. Mm. But then I remembered that in one of the later movies, he actually um, he gives those shorts to somebody who who may I'm not right. actually deserve. Listen, listen, deserve listen, 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 listen. We're going to talk about five first. I feel. Like we should, but I'm not ready yet. I need another 60 seconds. Let's get through the recap. Let's do the recap. Right. Let's, Let's do that. So what's the voting symbol? I really love the statue. I love the one. statue. Let's I, go. I love the Great. statue. Let's do it. So let's get into the recap, though, then. We've got our voting symbol. So at the end of this movie, at the end of this discussion, we will do a vote. <laughs> this um, the Rocky franchise all together, meaning all six movies together, Oof. need to get three Rocky statues. If they don't get three Rocky statues, then it is not going to be considered a classic from the right perspective. There was a couple of other times where when we did like a multiple movie 
um, where we were like rating a whole franchise where I did a sneak attack and like wrote a recap for all of us to read. Well, surprise, I've done it again. I just put it in the chat and we all have parts because it's six movies. So we each do two movies. And uh, I thought that you and James solved this debacle and <laughs> made it shorter. Well, here, what, what's going on here? That's what else the podcast world needs to know. And that's that I haven't looked at the final version of this yet because I wrote it. And then James, my boyfriend, who is actually a writer, <laughs> he edited it and he, he cut it down. Okay. And I just want to let you know, he is constantly, whenever I have let him edit things, he cuts out all my flair. Okay. <laughs> and to that, we say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we love James. He's something he has edited. I'm like, man, where'd that little fun little saying go that I had in there? He takes them out. He doesn't like them. Double entendre. Gone. It ain't in there no more. So I trust me, this is going to be a surprise to me as well. I don't know what we're about to read. Okay. All right. <laughs> so let's I am looking at in. this document you just sent us. Yeah. And you have Excellent. me, and I'm going to be. I'm going to play team, as I always do. <laughs> but you have the nerve to have me re recap Rocky Five, And I know you did that on purpose. <laughs> I, I know it. you did that on purpose. Here's what I did. Here's what I did. It's like Janiyah, Aubrey, Brittany, just because I have at least some familiarity. And then I did Oldest Youngest. So it's just like Janiyah, Aubrey, Brittany, Janiyah, Aubrey, Brittany. That's that was truly my rationale. But we can switch it, bro. Do you want to? No, no, no. I'm playing team. Let's go. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, feel free to read it with disdain in your. Oh, voice. disdain! So it I will be read. Right <laughs> mm -mm. Uh, uh. Don't. <laughs> okay. Matter of fact, I, I changed my mind. I'm glad I'm recapping Rocky. I'm glad. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, here we go. We're never going to do this recap. He's going to be adding his own opinion all no, the way not. through. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Let's go. Yeah, I remember that part. It's going to be. It's going to be smooth <laughs> like Tresemme shampoo. Let's go. La la. You know what's also important to name before we get to the recap is like with an, with with real intention. The recap is high level. It's really for we, and the reason we do a recap, and this should do a spoiler alert. The reason we do a recap is that many times people haven't seen the movies we're talking about in a while because we have old content that we cover. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, especially when it's one where it's like we're doing multiple movies, maybe some people have seen some of the movies, but they haven't seen them all. Mm -hmm. And so this recap truly, it just gives you a, a general gist of what happens. But what it doesn't do is what we'll do in the discussion, which is get into the details of the fights and get into the, all. none of that's in here. It's very high level just so people could follow the conversation. So, bro, it, does, it actually may not even get into some of the pieces you're talking about that's going to get your blood boiling. Okay. <laughs> if it talks about any of it, it'll get my blood boiling. Okay, well, then oh, okay. But let's go. It'll all be right. all good. <laughs> all right. It's going to be all good. Let's recap the entire Rocky franchise. Here we Let's go. Let's go. The Rocky movies tell the story of a boxer from Philadelphia played by Sylvester Stallone. In the first movie called Rocky, Rocky, the Italian stallion Balboa, is plucked from obscurity to challenge the heavyweight champion of the world, Apollo Creed, who's played by Carl Weathers for the title. 
A title defense was five weeks away when the main contender was injured and no backup wanted the slot without enough time to prepare. So Apollo, a shrewd businessman and seasoned celebrity, came up with the idea of giving an unknown fighter a chance. He knew this once-in-a-lifetime shot at the title would resonate with audiences. From all across the country, he picked Rocky because the Italian stallion would sound and look good in promotions. <laughs> Rocky had no real momentum as a fighter when he said yes to this opportunity. Actually, he was making money as an enforcer for a local bookie. His core support system included Mickey, played by Burgess Meredith, a trainer from a gritty neighborhood gym whose best days were clearly behind him. Adrian, played by Talia Shire, Rocky's bookish, severely introverted girlfriend. And Polly, played by Burt Young, Adrian's older alcoholic brother and Rocky's best friend. <laughs> Rocky trains around the clock. Apollo clearly isn't worried, okay? He's just excited about the money he will make from this stunt. Having the eye of the tiger, Rocky vows to go the distance in the fight, meeting complete all 15 rounds. When the bell rang, ending the fight, both fighters were severely injured and judges deemed Apollo the winner in a split decision. That was enough for Rocky. He had done what he set out to do. In Rocky too. We learned that the gimmick uh, had backfired and a split decision was not enough for Apollo. Many commentators and the general public felt Rocky won the fight. So Apollo challenges Rocky to a rematch. At first, Rocky is not interested. He and Adrian, and slight tangent, shout out to Adrian uh, Williams, who's one of our faithful listeners. She sent me a message to let me know that her and her husband have some college students who live next to them, and college students still, in fact, have house parties. And she wanted to <laughs> she, wanted, she wanted to make sure that at least, you, some, at least some college students podcast on the house, the movie House Party. We were just wondering. Yeah. What too. Okay. Yeah, we, we we just did that, and we were we were discussing in the podcast that still, stuff still happened, and at least in the house next to Adrian, apparently it <laughs> sounds it. like they're even still having dance battles. So that's Adrian. that's. <laughs> I, I felt like that was very interesting, and, and I wanted to slide <laughs> that completely irrelevant Thank you, tangent. In. All right, so we appreciate. At that. first, Rocky is not interested in the rematch. He and Adrian have gotten married and had a child. He is able to buy nice things and wants to, um, you know, parlay his 15 minutes into commercials. But he is bad at commercials. Very bad. So and, terrible. So bad. Hey, can't get hired for all the job. So I'm so sorry. Rocky. I was just thinking about that suit. So I was sorry, just thinking Rocky. about that suit. The suit he had on for that interview. Yeah, it was horrible. It was so bad. Uh, no, but, but he was so he was I, uh, so earnest. But anyway, <laughs> he ends up working at a meat packing plant. Ultimately, he decides to take Apollo up on the rematch. This time, he gets ready by learning to fight with his right hand, and it works. He actually beats Apollo and becomes the heavyweight champion of the world. Mm. Oh. 
In Rocky III, Rocky has been the heavyweight champion for a few years, having defended his title several times. His family lives in a beautiful home, and he has become a bona fide celebrity, doing Amex commercials and even a charity event where he fights the world champion wrestler, Thunderlips, played by Hulk Hogan, <laughs> who when they said, I don't know if those stats were real, but they said this man is 6'7 and was like 390 yeah, pounds. Yeah, that's real. I was yeah. like, Hulk Hogan, I thought you was like 6'2. <laughs> Maybe that was just like what? So, but at any rate, oh no, they said he's almost seven feet tall. That's how they described it in the yeah. movie. Um, a rising contender named Clubber Lane, played by Mr. T, challenges Rocky for the title. People around him. I live alone. I train alone. <laughs> he was so intense. He was so intense. Uh, people around him are discouraging him. I'm sorry. Thank you. I needed that. Clever Lane <laughs> is so vicious in the ring that not even Mickey thinks Rocky can win. Hmm. Turns out they were right. Rocky fights Clubber and he. I'll tell you the death out of three rounds. <laughs> it was terrible. And to make matters worse, Clubber shoves Mickey. And due to the existing heart conditions, Mickey dies. Apollo Creed, who had been a com- who had been a commentator for the fight, offers to train Rocky if he will challenge Clubber to a rematch. With Apollo's way of preparing, Rocky is faster and more nimble than ever before. Hard work beats Clubber. Is that what that means? It should be. Oh, that's supposed to be he. Okay. I was making initials, girl. (laughs) He he beats Clubber, avenging Mickey's death and reclaiming his title as heavyweight champion of the world. Hmm. In Rocky IV, Apollo, who had been retired for five years at this point after losing his title to Rocky, is tired of being on the sidelines. He agrees to an exhibition with a Russian fighter named Ivan Drago, played by Dolph Lundgren. It's a big deal because of the political context between Russia and the U.S. and because it's the beginning of Russia being a part of the international boxing scene. Ivan has been trained by scientists. He uses steroids and he's really more like a gigantic robot than a human. (laughs) Apollo asks Rocky to train him. The fight is so brutal that Ivan Drago ends up killing Apollo. In his anger and heartbreak, Rocky agrees to fight Ivan Drago in an unauthorized exhibition fight in Russia. This is clearly a horrible idea, but Rocky insists. This time, Rocky gets trained by Apollo's coach, Duke, who's played by Tony Burton. During the fight, Ivan Drago starts to feel like a government puppet and kind of loses his focus. And that is all Rocky needs to take him down. And Rocky wins. Did you guys watch this movie on Netflix? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was was unfortunate. They don't have Drago's um, subtitles when he's in the ring talking because anyway that that was oh they they that was something they did in the original like yeah him. like he he actually says like i'm fighting for me you know like like he, okay so i did watch the movie with subtitles okay I, good good I, good, I, good, I, good, I, good okay have subtitles on and so so, so it translated that. that part it did it's oh, okay okay good, uh, good. That's why i didn't really good, know what you okay. meant 
Okay. Yeah, I, you know what? I thought that they were doing that on purpose <laughs> because I was laughing to myself and I said, oh, I know what an F you is in any language. Well, yeah, like, that's, that's what I was going to say. It was interesting that <laughs> it still translated even though, but anyway, that's that's what I was going to say. Yeah, oh, but you actually that. saw it. I have in Revelation later. All right, here we go. Arby's favorite part. <laughs> Arby loves this. In Rocky Five, all the brutal beatings have caught up with Rocky. He cannot get medical clearance because of his irreversible brain trauma. It forces him into retirement. And if that wasn't enough, his accountant stole all of his money, Ooh. millions of dollars, forcing him and his family to liquidate their assets and move back to the old neighborhood. The focus then turns uh, the one business they owned outright, Mickey's Gym. Uh, excuse me. The focus then turns to the one business they owned outright, Mickey's Gym. In that context, Rocky begins to train and manage a young fighter named Tommy Gunn. Tommy Morrison in a methodical in a methodical way. He's unfortunately, played by Tommy Morrison. Huh? It's Tommy Gunn played by Tommy Morrison. There's no Tommy Gunn played by Tommy Morrison. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. I even want to get to the end of the truth. <laughs> In a methodical way, unfortunately, unfortunately, Tommy wants a fast track to the top of boxing and gets manipulated by a promoter who promises to help him do just that. Tommy successfully beats Union Kane, played by Michael Anthony Williams, to uh, become the heavyweight champion of the world. But the audiences don't like him because he didn't rise up through the ranks in a traditional way. Tommy confronts Rocky, and while trying to taunt him into a traditional fight, they end up in a street fight. Rocky, risking permanent brain damage, fights Tommy and wins. A news station captured the whole thing, and the and the Rocky Italian stallion legend continues. Last but not least, we have Rocky Balboa, the last movie that takes place many years later. Rocky is about 60 years old at this point. Adrian has passed away. His relationship with his son is strained, and he spends most of his time running his Italian restaurant called Adrian's and visiting Adrian's gravesite. A cable sports channel does a simulated fight between Rocky in his heyday and the current heavyweight champion, Mason The Line Dixon, played by Antonio Tarver. It starts a debate amongst commentators and fans across the world about who would win in a real fight between them. Eventually, Mason Dixon's promoters offer Rocky an exhibition fight. Against the advice of friends, family, and naysayers, commentators, Rocky takes the fight. Mason has mixed feelings. It's weird for him to fight an old man who is also a hero of the sports world, but his career has lost momentum and he needs the boost. The fight is in Las Vegas and is a huge deal with tons of money on the table. The fight is fierce. It goes all 10 rounds and Mason wins by a split decision. But for the first time, Rocky no longer feels torn. He feels that he has completed his journey as a fighter and goes to Adrian's gravesite and tells her we did it. The end. And, I just, let me tell y'all. And let me just shout out James. He, these edits are much better. 
Thank you, James. This is a much better version. Thank you, James. I really feel like we would probably still be on Rocky 2 right now. But look, (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm so glad that he made Rocky Balboa. I'm I'm just so happy that he made that because the journey of this story needed a good end. Mm. It needed a good end. Because outside of Rocky V, the story was just too good. Yeah. To end in a street fight? Yeah. And bro, uh, you want to start with Rocky V? You know? No, no, no. I, can, I, I don't know what I want to start, bro, I because, start them in order. Okay, let's go in order. Because if we start with V, right. people won't understand why we were... No, y'all, you, you all are right. The way we felt. You all are right. The world felt. You know. The only reason why I want to start with five was strictly emotional. I just wanted to get it out of the way so I can only talk about good stuff. But you're right. You are right. It is not, matter of fact, we wouldn't even understand why five is so bad unless we go through the journey. That's right. Well, let's so then let's start with the movie Rocky, the first one. It was released on December 3rd, 1976. And y'all, this movie had a budget of only $960,000. And um, it you ended wait for it, $225 million. Okay? And deserved every penny. There you go. So, bro, I think you got to kick us off here, bro. You know? I mean... Well, I will. And I'm going to let you all know, <laughs> I've pre-checked myself. <laughs> I'm pre-checked. I'm keeping myself in control. I've been thinking about it all night. I'm focused. I'm going to be effective, <laughs> but short. Well, I want to let you all but know I the just, proof is in the pudding. And, okay, I know. But, but I, I want, if you all, for those who um, maybe are new to our podcast or maybe just don't remember, there we've had other instances where one of Aubrey's favorite movies was getting recapped, and he didn't do any of the things he just said he was going to do. Lies. This is true. Today, die this hard. Is true. You can That's go. I, die I, don't hard. Think I, I, I messed up after I put after I did this. I oh, said this really? and then messed up. No, you yeah. did it. Okay. Before well, I'm, Star I'm Wars sick. takeaways, but let no, me. No, I've been. Yeah. I have definitely been out of control. Yeah, Star, Star Wars. Star Wars is another one. Hard. Go ahead, sis. What'd you say? Star Wars is another one. Yeah. If you all want context, <laughs> go back. Go to Star was... Wars or Die Hard, and you will see that me and Brittany over the whole podcast basically go like this. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was. It was. It was, it, it was bad. It was bad. Because we love those movies. But listen, <laughs> life is about how you get knocked down. And keep moving forward. So what I'm doing right now, Man. I put myself through a montage last night. <laughs> and I'm going to be focused. This is it. I'm, but I'll just tell you that this was an interesting movie because obviously I didn't see it when it came out. Right. But it still came into my life young, you know. And it was just great from for me from... A bunch of perspectives. First of all, Adrian and Rocky's relationship outside of the very first night, which was a little uncomfortable to watch. Their first night. And I'm and I'll just say, like, I'll, and what I'm talking about is the first night where they actually went out 
and Rocky yeah. is getting her to, you know, think of the song, come on over to my place, but times about five. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was, but outside of that, outside of that, their relationship is one of my favorite relationships in, wow. in, in, in movies. I, I really like how they interact, but I like how they. Bro, bro can we talk about the relationship a little bit since you've just yeah. that? Um, sis, are you cool with that? Just like digging on, on that? Absolutely. Because, bro, um, you know, were my sensibilities a little offended just now when you said it was one of the best love stories? I think a little bit. Because, mm -hmm. bro, I have a short list of things that I'm just like so disappointed in with these movies. And honestly, that love story is one of them, you know? And at the so in the in the beginning of the first movie, he already likes her. And so we see him like going to her job, trying to engage with her. And we see that she is some kind of extreme introvert. Like she works in a pet store and she like talks to him from behind a birdcage in one word answers. And then through her brother's relationship with Rocky, that's how they actually end up on their first date. And it was frankly her brother almost violently making her go on the date. Um, literally to <laughs> a good turkey into the alleyway. I said, well, all you had to do was just like turn the oven off or something. I don't know. That was a good turkey. It was already done because he still had the leg. He didn't. He still had a piece of it. He didn't throw the whole thing. All except for his shit. <laughs> he was eating peas. He did. <laughs> Threw the rest of it outside. So he this brother intimidated her to go on the date with Rocky. And then when they are on the date, um, she does, you know, talk and they have some engagement um but and then they end up at rocky's place and he doesn't physically badger her into coming into his apartment but he does kind of badger her into coming in he then kind of badgers her into staying and then you know he really initiates like physical contact now along the way dang he badgers I see, but that, um, but I'm, he, I said kind of badgers, but if you think about it, she says no a couple of times, and I just struggle with it, y'all, because it, in my mind, if they had just given us two sentences of a history between them, you know, something like, oh, Rocky, you're always forcing me to get out of my shell, you know, or, so, you know, it just if she had just said that or... Or if he said something like, oh, don't you remember when we were little? You didn't want to go in the jungle gym. Then you did. Then you loved it. Let's go do this. Thing. I don't know. But just something to make it a part of their dynamic already. Yeah. Then it wouldn't have felt like, what's bad with this little sheepish little girl to come here? I didn't even feel like that. I just was like, it made me think of that song, baby, it's cold outside. I really can't say it's cold outside. Come on and go with me. <laughs> it's not far from here. Standing at the bottom of his steps and he's like, come on in. She's like, no, I don't feel comfortable. He's like, come on in. <laughs> you know, yeah, I would have, I, I would have, I would have kept the scene exactly the same but I just wouldn't have went as far like like that's how I would have I, I would have just I would have I felt like it was okay but it was just taking so long and I was just like you know and it's because like you know as a little kid you know it doesn't really register like that and like 
every time I've watched Rocky, I've never watched it from like now I watch the movies differently when I'm like, okay, we're going to be critiquing this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm more in intent when I'm when I'm watching it. And so I, that'd be probably the point in the movie where I went up, went to the bathroom, or you know, be something like that. But like just sitting there watching it, I'm like, yo, how many minutes is this? This, this? Well, oh my gosh, bro. Well then, and so I will tell y'all some trivia I learned about this scene. Okay. okay. And and I want to tell y'all, I watched um, a full documentary last night about the rock. Anytime you do that, send those to us. Okay. I, would like, I would like to see those anytime. Okay, those. I'm yeah. gonna send it to y'all. Yeah. And let me just say, I have now so many tidbits, I can never convey them all. Right. I'm gonna pull up the name of that documentary that I'm gonna say it shortly so right. everybody can pull it up. I've got it on YouTube, and y'all, they went movie by movie. Okay. And it right. was just like, oh, it was so much information. And they actually had they were the the actors. And the producers and the directors and the musicians, they were the ones being interviewed. So nice. some documentaries yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. and it's like people who watched it now giving their thoughts. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. that. It was yeah. the people from it. And I was like, this is so that's good. nice. So I'll tell y'all what that was. It was on the biography channel. I do know that, but I'll get the name. Uh, but anyway, so bro, when you were just saying how long the scene was, so the original scene um was six or seven script pages of the two of them in a diner for their first date, talking, getting to know each other. And what ended up happening was because of budget constraints, um, they ended up having to make a couple of different decisions. First of all, um, the movie, the first movie, in order to get it made in the way that Rocky wanted, meaning with him as the star um, and without another writer being brought on, they had to make a lot of compromises, including making sure that the budget was less than a million dollars. United Artists, if they were gonna have, make it a higher budget movie, they were like, we're gonna bring in our own writer. Rocky Balboa, would nobody know you? You ain't gonna be the star, you know? And so they had to make a lot of compromises. So the budget was tight. The whole movie was shot in under 30 days. Okay. Wow. And, so, and they're telling the con all these stories of these little trade-offs that were made. So anyway, so this date was supposed to be in this diner. And, you know, during the production process, they were like, this is too much dialogue. It's going to slow the movie down. Let's put them in an ice skating rink instead and kind of put the conversation there. But they didn't have enough budget to have extras for the skating rink. <laughs> and so then somebody was like, okay, let's just make this, uh, let's just make it closed. If it's closed, then we don't need extras. <laughs> that's why it was 10 minutes in a closed skating rink because that's all they could afford in their low whack budget. <laughs> so bro it could have been longer i guess what i'm saying but the budget kept it short well i'm just saying what i'm saying is it was <laughs> too long <laughs> like the, when, when they were it's not a great origin story yeah, yeah, when, when they were you know it was one of those things that we've all had things in life where nobody will understand except the, the people who were involved and I feel like maybe they were trying to go there, but it just, I'm just saying outside of that, I really, I really loved, I love their, their relationship. Wow. It's so odd to me. Like I didn't feel any of the things you two were talking about. What I, did, did you, so, I so, felt, so like, <laughs> I didn't feel creepy about anything I was saying. I felt, <laughs> well, one thing 
I thought was interesting. You have this, like, everybody knows you in the neighborhood. You <laughs> talk to everyone and you've honed in on this person that doesn't talk. That was the thing that was weird to me. I was like, how is this? What's happening here? And how did you even find her? Like, what, <laughs> what is going on? And so... Well, well, that's but I also oh, that's, that's for, interesting because that's obvious to me. Well, well, see, for me, I was thinking to myself, this is a neighborhood. Rocky has clearly grown up here mm. because the first 20 minutes of Rocky was unnecessary because it's just him walking around the neighborhood doing things. And I was just like, what is happening here? <laughs> I was it took me forever to watch the beginning of Rocky. I was like. Pause. I can't do this. What is happening? They are showing who he is. Thank you. And I did not want to see any more of who he was after them 20 minutes. And I was like, uh, so when I difficult. (laughs) So when I saw him talk to Adrian, I didn't struggle with the origin story. All I could think to myself was they've known each other. They're, and they live in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Like they, they're, yeah. they're, and it's I mean, that, that, they're all thinking about it like that. Yeah. Like it's and not I, like this is some one went off to college and no, she's like clearly grew up in the neighborhood. She's in walking distance from her home. She's working at a pet shop. Like this is, he, he is mealing about beating people up for money. Like if this is not, these are, this is not like a, you know, I, I'm just in my mind, they grew up together. Brittany, I, Brittany, I, new, just, I was just kind of like, okay. I, so Brittany, even, Brittany, I, think, I think you just helped Rocky for me. It, even for the whole thing about him, you know, kind of, you know, baby, it's cold outside type yeah. of energy. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm laughing because that still happens to this day. It's, it's one of those things where it's not like supposed to be this creepy, I'm going to get you situation. It's like men knowing that if I turn on a certain type of charm, I may be able to get you to do oh, something no. out of your realm of what you would normally do, which is, won't you come up upstairs? Like, yeah. it's like, it's and like, what? Nothing. I mean, he wouldn't be in the apartment and was talking to her from inside the apartment. He was that was the only thing that saved that scene for me like in a sense that at least he wasn't like over her like yeah, like, right, you like, know, like he was on long distance pressure, but it was but i'm just saying Brittany, i just love what you said because first of all i know i felt like i knew what they were trying to do you know, because we, we all understand that on some yeah. level, but I just felt like it went a tad too far. But yeah. but what you're saying is he knows her. They've been yes. known and, 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 and she not knows only, him. She knows him. Yes. And not only that, he knows his intentions. Yes. And I guess he he was like, I have been trying to slow. <laughs> move this thing along. We need a little jump start here. We we got to get over this first, so I can get to loving Absolutely. you. And <laughs> because yeah. because once they got together, there ain't nobody who's more loyal. It was a wrap. But let me tell you something, honey. <laughs> we need a movie called Adrian's Origin Story because baby, she them glasses came off. I said, oh, Adrian, 
You got you a little Rocky Balboa, and now you showing out, girl. Okay, I'm not mad at you. You know, you know the whole sentences now. I was just, I was like, okay, but it was something different because you saw that she was in Adrian was in a very tumultuous situation with a quite verbally abusive brother and emotionally abusive brother, and I was just like, Polly, what? You're the worst. Well, and um. Is talking about Polly. I would love to hear your thoughts more on Polly, you know, because, um, we're, you know, we're, these are like the main characters we're talking to for, for, for podcast land. I mean, it's, we're really hitting the main people. Right now. Polly, um, you know, he really is from what we can tell. He's really Rafi's only friend. Yeah. Um, I struggled with that because for that first meandering 20 minutes, Brittany was talking about <laughs> to see that Rocky is such a good guy. He's generally beloved. You know, he's the guy who sees a drunk man on the street outside of the bar on a cold night, just lifts him up, carries the drunk man into the bar and goes about his night. <laughs> he sees a little girl that's getting into some trouble, meaning she's hanging out with the wrong crowd. He just pulls her out of the crowd, takes her home. You know, and so it's like we're seeing, and everybody's like, "Hi, Rocky!" Hi. You know, people love him. And they so respect like, why they do. is Polly your only friend? You know, I just felt like Polly should have been one of a friend group, where there's like a, a problematic person in the group, but you just still love them anyway because you know they got their issues and they try to work on it to some degree, and you're with them and you're in community with them. But for that to be the only friend to somebody, to a main character that is well-adjusted and self-aware and liked by people, I was just like, what is that? You know, but anyway, since you were starting to talk about Polly, and I I, I, and I know since you started watching the movies before I did, and you were texting about Polly, you know, before I even knew who he was, and you were giving us some strong reactions, like, about how he, he was showing up. Polly is a butthead. He is an a-hole. He's all of the above. And he's very, his character is consistent throughout every movie. And one thing about Polly, um, as I'm watching the movies, although you can't read into things, right? But I'm always thinking, how did somebody become this way? And all I can think to myself is, Polly, you didn't become this person overnight. I'm assuming he probably saw his own father act like this. Mm-hmm. And that... He is a working class person, barely making it, trying to keep a place together. He has this sister <laughs> that is the complete opposite of him. He's, he's outspoken. Raised. What is going to be? He basically raised. raised her. He's outspoken completely. She is like very quiet and she has to be to balance his personality. And so... Even in him trying to get her, he's like, go put your clothes on, put on a jacket, go on this date. And <laughs> just like, Holly, you're so, what is happening right now? And she goes into the back and she closes her door because she's mad, but she comes out with her coat and hat on. And so it's just like, this is a twisted relationship. I don't know what's happening here. I kind of do, but I don't. Um, but I look at Polly and I go, you are the loyal annoying friend that is a grouch Mm -hmm. you are everything is terrible everything is awful but if someone's going to be around Polly's going to 
be around. Mm-hmm. If someone's going to show up, he's going to show up. But also he shows up and he lets you know he's jealous of you or he doesn't like you or he doesn't know what's going on and he doesn't care about it. And it's like, it's, this is him. That, that, this is, that is a redeeming quality and of Polly. Because Polly, the thing is, is Polly is terrible. Oh. But you know exactly what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Every time. So, so I prefer... To be like, if you hate me, I want you to say you're gonna hate me. Because yes. that way I know when you say you like me, you actually like me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like yeah. which he, one was it? Mickey dies in two or three. Three. And remember when Mickey, like Polly had said a speech to Rocky, like, yeah. you know, you're a great man, and I yeah. just, you know, I would be like you. And then no, that was four. That was four. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> He's like, I would be like you. And then he sees Drago and he goes, Remember yeah. everything I just said? Yeah. I don't Never I don't mind. know that. <laughs> and, and then in perfect like Sylvester Stallone or just Rocky comedy, Rocky's like, Thank, thanks, Polly. It's just <laughs> right before he's about to fight. I mean, <laughs> that, it's his personality. It's just who he is. And it's like, I love to hate you right now, but I would not, if Polly would have passed away in one of these movies, I would have been sad. It's like, I, I would have just been like, you're such a butthead, but you are who you are, and you are who you are respectfully, like <laughs> disrespectfully. And, and there, there are certain relationships. Racist. <laughs> so there are crazy. certain relationships that cross over <laughs> from friendship and yeah. to family. And the thing that's so interesting about the dynamic between Paulie and Rocky. It, it more speaks to Rocky's character because whatever happened along the way that Rocky decided this guy's family. Yeah. So yeah. whatever, I mean, I like whatever <laughs> happens, like no matter, we would have to really think of something extreme to make us cut each other out of our lives. It would have to be something I can't fathom. But like at the end of the day, your family. So it's just like, I don't know what to tell you. Even just when Polly tries to beat him up. Polly <laughs> tries and to start fighting him. Like, and it's just, yes. I'm just saying that was a very interesting dynamic yeah. throughout the whole series. And he was, outside of Rocky, you know, there from the beginning to the, the end only one that was there of, the, of the franchise. So yeah. that was a very complex relationship because in Rocky, Five, where they lose all their money, even though he was infuriated with Polly, he still like counting Polly off never was no um a, a, a consideration, and it's because Rocky's character number one is family. That's it. Right. That's number one. So like, yes, we got all these millions of dollars, and I love all of that, but he was more stressed out about not being able to provide for Adrian and his son than the money itself. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like, and I'm just saying, I feel like that was Polly's and his relationship was put in place yeah. to show another side of his character. But you saying that, bro, makes me think about what Janiah said earlier or posed that question of Rocky not having any other friends that we that were notable anyway. Um, I think part of that to me is because Rocky didn't want that. Rocky wanted 
just a family, a small family that he could love on, take care of, be with ups and downs. He didn't want a ton of friends. He wanted this just to have a wife, a child and a Polly. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's just right. And it's all real. And, and, and Mick, all these relationships is real. They're all real that. because Mick, he moved when they got that big house, he moved Mick in. You know, so like he this was his family. Like that's all he wanted was just a family so bad that yeah. he could just take care of and be with, and they would be with him through his ups and downs, and he would be with them through their ups and downs. Um, so that yeah. Helps. That helps me, sis, you know, because I, I just think about and I think it's just I think it is a truth that if you kind of look around a person, you kind of can see who they are, you know. And Polly was just really nothing like Rocky. And yeah. that is what I struggle with. I was like, for this to be the person that Rocky is spending all his time with and for them to, for him to be in a constant state of just having to almost manage, tolerate, love, you know, Polly through being who he is, it just didn't, because it just seemed like Rocky, they made him out to be so lovable that it was like people would be gravitating toward him. But 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 what you both said really helps me, you know? Yeah. And there was also something that- Sometimes though, people can't handle that type of energy. When you are somebody that just really is an actual, an actual genuine person, you are a genuine person that just loves people and you're just trying to live life. A Especially lot of people in that kind can, of neighborhood. Yes. A lot of people, they don't know how to handle that because yeah. what do you do with someone that's not being fake? That's right. Everyone else around you is being fake. And that's, the one, and that's the that. one thing you can't say about Polly. Mm-hmm. He ain't never been fake. <laughs> And and like day. even when he wants to mooch off you, he'll come up and be like, "Can I mooch off you?" And, <laughs> and like, what, like, what are you going to say? Why like, are you wearing not, this meat ad on the back of your yeah, on the back of your, your, your robe? <laughs> he wasn't trying to do it behind your back. He wasn't trying he to told the truth. Yeah, he just Rocco. I can make some money off you. I can make three thousand dollars. I was like, "Yeah, fine, go ahead, do that." Is it? Ronnie was okay with it. And, he and there's just say something it. special about that kind of relationship. Even though Polly is, I, I'm just saying, I can see the value of that I, type. You all are really helping me with yeah, it. You know, like, and there was something one of the commentators said, and I did pull up now the name, the actual name, uh, and it was on biography, you know. Okay. Um, and the actual name of the documentary is The Rocky Saga. Okay. okay. Oh wow. I like that's yeah. a heavy name. <laughs> I, I was like, did this did this come out after all of the movies? Mm-hmm. And it did because they talked about all six. That's so good. Um, but one of the things that one of the people in there said was in talking about the Polly character, he was like, um, you know, Polly was there in some ways to represent the other kind of person that could come out of Rocky's circumstance. Mm. So he was almost there like, representing what might have been a more common outcome. And in yeah. some ways it was showing how exceptional Rocky was. And I, was I like, like that. that because what that, what that helped me to understand was maybe when he looked around his community, Polly was maybe the Polly type was maybe more present, you know, because we all know that like poverty and oppression. Yes. And- they play out certain ways. Absolutely. You know, so that helped me too. But I think you all really just, you know, let me let me take Polly off my list. Yeah. You know. And I'm saying Polly is like, let me tell you this. 
Paulie's ready to go to war for you. Absolutely. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it does not matter who the enemy is. Like he is ready to go. Are you a heavyweight champion? I'm a 40 year old dude from Philly. Let's go. Didn't he hop in the ring and hit somebody with a chair? With a chair. Hey, I'm just saying. Paulie was about that. Like, like, he didn't have no concern for his for his safety. And he'll tell you, I don't sweat you. Let's go. And, he, and even in um, which which one was it where he went to um Russia? That was Rocky yeah. Four. When he went to Russia, it was so funny. He was complaining. He was mad. There was no TV, and it was just watching him still support Rocky, but he was upset. Watching Polly fall in the snow was the funniest thing to yeah. me because I was just like, yeah, he's so After you get over him being so brave, if you're like, you start to humor him the way Rocky does. Yeah. Yes. And you yes. know, I'll tell y'all, they did. So Brittany talked about Adrian's arc, whereas, like, you know, in the beginning, it's like she could not get a sentence out of her mouth. By the before, you know, by, by, move, by the fourth movie, fifth movie, she is saying really clearly what her needs are. And she's really advocating for things. She's drawing- And telling promoters off. Absolutely. Wasn't (laughs) in her relationship with Rocky. She just really was becoming much more outspoken and just being honest, saying her needs. And then um, we did see a teeny little skosh of arc with Polly. And y'all, and I needed it. And I was like, you know, because they did it for me, I think for people like me. In the last movie- there's one sentence where Polly admits that he treated Adrian horribly in her life. Now, mind you, she's dead at that point. But that is the first time where we almost see him, you know, own how hard on her he was and how abusive he was. And in that one sentence or two, he is so racked with guilt, he can barely mourn Adrian alongside Rocky because he's like, I treated her horribly. I don't want to keep talking about her. Yeah. yeah, and so I appreciated that. So in that last movie, Rocky Balboa, we got to see a little evolution for him. Absolutely, and yeah. I think we even got little glimpses of his evolution um, in certain parts. So Polly, him being the more extreme of what can happen in those situations. Whenever um, Rocky and Rocky Three wasn't he training with Apollo and Rocky Three? Was yeah, it when yeah. Apollo was training him? Apollo was training him in Rocky Three. Yeah. He went out to California with Rocky, and Adrian went with them as well. And so Adrian, you're going. This is very Adrian different. is right. I oh, mean, God. she left her son. Was like, I'm about to be with your daddy for a few months, training, be good. Um, so the uh, <laughs> like she ain't talk about Most how she fair. usually lives in the mansion and all of that. She like, and I'm gonna tell you. When all that stuff go away, Adrian don't waste no. Oh, I'll go get a part time job across the street. Listen, oh, this thing. I know I get it. Even in the when she finally in the first movie, she moves out <laughs> from living with Polly because he look he goes too far, and um she's like, "Do you want a roommate?" And so she's used to it. She moved into that one little dirty little bedroom with Rocky and with them two little turtles, Cuff and Link. And so, (laughs) which we know that turtles stink. So just go with that. Um, And so, so, but in this part of the movie, um, they are at, they go to a gym that is a black gym. 
And so here you are, the Italian stallion, your brother, Polly, and your wife, Adrian, and y'all are walking into this gym and everyone's looking at you. Now they're looking at you because you're Rocky, but they're also looking at you like, you're a white man inside this black gym. What are you doing here? And Polly is clearly a little, just a teach, just a little racist, just a little. And he says, he says, he said he can't train to this jungle music. And so what I appreciate, I just say that to say, what I appreciate about Rocky movies in general, the franchise, they never strayed away from the differences that were happening in these communities. They never strayed away from that these communities don't always vibe. But what they did with Polly is that over time, Polly gained a different perspective. And he gained a different view from where you have him saying these off-color things to by the end, when there's the actual fight, he's hugging the other guys. Like, he's just happy. And they become co-workers. And they be- in the- their focus is rocky, but also... It, this is you're another person that is in the boxing industry, and so am I, um, yeah. in this in this vein. And so I just I appreciated seeing that part. It made me look at Polly a little different. Um, he still had his stuff that he said even in Rocky Balboa, but even then it was just kind of like this is they they just didn't stray away from the raw realness of that being a reality in in everyday life. But what I appreciate is they didn't let it take over the story. They did not Which, allow it to do that. Settings, yes, and I, and I was so good. In um, depressed communities, the settings were either in depressed communities um, when we were seeing origin stories of fighters or um, fighters were getting back to their roots, or we were seeing, you know, more lavish, wealthy lifestyles for the for the fighters that had made it you know, and had become more established. But whatever community they were in for that part of the story, they were being truthful. So, you know, and they, yeah, it's, it's, it's like the they, side, they, they kept it real about what was happening in that dynamic too, you know. And that's what was so cool about this movie is that they didn't avoid the race, but they didn't focus on it. It, 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 it was like life. It's like there's stuff that happens and, but it doesn't like there's no speeches about you know let's about, come together yeah yeah or anything it's just it's just it's just life and yeah. I just really appreciate it. that's yeah. that's one of my favorite because the storyline is so good yeah in the sense of you have this fighter who's trying to make a big purse and it's like I need I need a hook and he's just looking through these things and it's like. Italian stallion, and you can see in his head, oh yeah, black versus Italian. Oh, but they didn't have to say it. But it was just like all of these things, like yeah, that'll work. Like, oh, like, he that, did say that, it though. He I, said it. I, he said it. But yeah, I'm go, saying, sorry. I'm saying he did say it. I'm just saying, but he didn't say it in like a. I just appreciate that they showed that. Like yeah, it, was, it just wasn't. It was because you're right. He did mention. I'm saying it wasn't. The the primary, it was exactly. just like it was just like recognizing that yeah, this will be a cool thing that people, well, which, which it was, yeah, it was. Was. Segway, segue again to trivia. You know there are a, there are two main fights that people kind of reference as inspiration for the for the movie itself. 
for, for, for the whole, for the Rocky character, um, but then in general. So the first, and actually in the documentary, Rocky references, you know, there was a fight um, between Muhammad Ali and a fighter called the Bayonne Bleeder. And mm -hmm. it was a white guy. And he was, he knocked Muhammad Ali down. And apparently never this, heard this. never happened. Nobody could knock Muhammad Ali down. But apparently the Bayonne Bleeder not only had knocked him down, he also really had, he, he fought much longer with Muhammad Ali than anybody had been able to. He did not win, um, you know, but apparently it was still epic because it was like, what, where you come from, Bayonne Bleeder, you know? And then there's another, and, and, and Rocky references that one as his inspiration for writing it. Yay. Now there's another one that gets referenced. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you, Sylvester Stallone. Well, you know what, though? Uh, Sylvester Stallone says, I am Rocky. We are one. That doesn't oh, okay. Well, that there doesn't you excuse to, to mess up in the podcast. <laughs> but, um, Makes it better, though. But he calls it semi-autobiographical, you know, because sometimes the journey that the character's on aligns with mm. his journey, you know. Um, but the other fight um, was um, George Foreman had been in a fight um, called the Rumble in the Jungle. Okay. And apparently that fight had been built. Rope at dope. <laughs> right. Um, let me get this right now. So, okay. So the fight that Muhammad Ali had with, um, with Chuck Webner, who was the Bayonne Bleeder. All right. That was Muhammad Ali's first fight after reclaiming the heavyweight championship from George Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle. Okay. Gotcha. And so here's the really interesting thing about that fight between Muhammad Ali and the Bayonne Bleeder. It had been billed as give the white guy a break because up until that point, there had been a long run of black fighters right. passing the title apparently between them. And so the Bayonne Bleeder coming in to fight, it was like, can a white guy get a chance to win this title, you know? And so there was like a race angle that they had used to even build that fight. And so again, it was like, Arbor, you were just talking about the gimmick. Of the yeah, the gimmick of it, but it wasn't the, uh, you know, they didn't But it was it. a gimmick, you know? It was a gimmick, it but it's like, cause that's how it would happen. Just like, it is so great yeah. hearing, you know, cause I yeah, never heard that. That, yeah, I mean, it's that's so interesting. Yeah, that's very well, interesting. I will say, so he's talking about like wrestling factoids. I mean, boxing factoids. Who would have thought that that also speaks to Rocky? Like, I'm like, oh, let me find out about the Bayonne Bleeder. Like, it 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 it, it, it brings you into this world so deeply. You're invested. Yeah. Look up boxing history factoids. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was the part where they're at the press conference with Apollo Creed, and he's like. Yeah, well, if he can't fight, he's Italian, so at least we know he can cook. <laughs> and so the, he makes that statement, and later on, Rocky is leaving Adrian's house, and you know, Adrian is asking him like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "You know, yeah, none of that bother me." They're just talking, and as he's leaving Adrian's house, he says, "Hey, Adrian, that did bother me." him saying those things. I appreciated that happening because sometimes we get the other perspective all the time. You hear a lot of, you know, things that happen with Black people and it's like, 
this thing, this microaggression, this whatever that hurt me. I, it, it made, I had to go home. I had to reflect. I had to do some healing. Uh, I had to la, la, realign my chakras. Like, you know, you're hearing all these different things, but to get this other perspective to be like, yeah, this prejudice, this small thing, this can also impact people in another way as well. Especially someone like a Rocky who's like, I just love people. You know, like he's like just, wanting to it's like okay I'll fight like this would be great and and even when he was first when they first approached him Rocky didn't think that he was actually going for a fight he thought that Apollo Creed needed a sparring partner and that was so his mind was set was not like yeah he had exactly he had no frame of reference for what was about to happen but he knew that he needed to do well and he wanted to do well um and so even even Mick in that in the first movie is like you're not ready you don't have the drive you don't have the fight in you to actually do it you just don't have it like leave it alone but this was something he was proving to himself to Mick and something about Rocky you don't really you don't hear about his parents you don't hear about how he grew up I'm assuming he has no siblings right like you're not getting any of that context for Rocky. And if you are, I missed it. And so I, I just think about Rocky in his care in this in these movies, Sylvester Stallone being able to write these real things in and to give these other perspectives. I thought that that was really powerful. And I really appreciated that part um, of him doing that as well, showing that side. And you know what, since you've given us, a, um, and y'all, I'm trying to readjust because obviously the, I was using natural lighting today, and obviously now the sun is moved. Listen, my, you went to a cool kid. My transitions lenses are turning into sunglasses. So <laughs> to a cool sorry kid. Sorry about that. Um, but since you know we you you've given us a natural transition because you're talking now, we're we're getting now back into um, that larger community. And maybe we should just talk about Mickey because that would round out that little core group that Rocky had around him. You know, we've talked about Adrian. We've talked about Polly. Why don't we talk about Mickey? Because if we do that, then as we start to go into these movies and into these fights, we will have already discussed those main characters. You know what I mean? And then we can just go on through the fight. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, what are y'all's thoughts on Mickey? You know, and so Mickey was the coach. And I'll start to give a little background. So um, Rocky had been at Mickey's gym for six years. And and Mickey really had not been giving Rocky no play at all. Like, you know, Rocky was booking small fights here and there, but Mickey wasn't really supporting him, advocating for him. And at some point, Mickey just gives Rocky's, um, <laughs> gives his locker away. Like, you so messed up. <laughs> so messed up. And he's like, well, you know, you don't get a locker. Somebody better needed it, you know? <laughs> And what he says is, Rocky, you have the most potential, but you are squandering it. You're out here being, a, um, you know, a, 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 a what do they call it? Like a mean guy for the, um, you know, he's breaking an enforcer. Thank you. He's being an enforcer. <laughs> he's being an enforcer for a local bookie. And so, and Mickey just tells him off, like, I'm not investing in you because you're not investing in yourself. You're not focused. You're not really trying to be a fighter. Um, but then when all of this happens, when when Rocky gets tapped to be in this fight, Mickey steps up and says, you know what? You are going to need help if you're going to do this. And I'm the person to help you. 
Yeah. yeah. So you can't, but something before we talk, you said something that maybe just clicked in my mind about Rocky's as a person. <laughs> he was not a good enforcer because yeah. he's, he's too good hearted. He was too good. He's too good hearted. He was like, the, the I'm guy, supposed to break your thumbs. But I don't want to break your thumbs. Like, I'm gonna have to. He was like, okay, you have the rest of it. It was like $73 he didn't have. And so he gave however much he had was like 200 and some odd dollars to the actual bookie. And the bookie took him to the side later and was like, if you are out here not breaking people's thumbs and doing what I'm asking you to do, it makes me look bad. Rocky was like, well, he's going to have the rest of the money next week. He's good. I was like, Rocky, you can't be out here making your own rules. But he just, you can tell he just loved his community and he was trying to give a chance for me not to have to break your fingers. Like he he didn't want to do that. So when you said that, I forgot about that. I was like, Rocky, you just, you were nice even with that. You know, so- <laughs> Rocky. And I will tell y'all when it comes down to like how much he was getting paid to be an enforcer. I wanted to just, I did do a that little was, was- for us, a little translation of dollars and cents. So when we first meet, right, we do get to see Rocky do a, a basic local fight before he gets into the the bigger scene. Right. And at the end of that fight, he won. So he got forty dollars and fifty five cents after they took out. There was the prize pot, and then the gym uh, got all these fees. The locker fees. <laughs> and he ended up getting about $40. The loser ended up getting $17. Now, mind you, they, they didn't beat each other up. And they I mean, they're sitting there looking a, a mess. They're bleeding. <laughs> one gets $40, one gets $17. And, and it turns out Rocky's doing this about every two weeks. He gets a fight like this. And so I was like, how much was $40 back in 1976 if you kind of what purchasing power would it have today? It's about $208. Okay. So that's not as bad as I thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a fight, a couple of rounds, he won. He got about $200. And then for that job he was supposed to do of intimidating that man into pay, <laughs> he got $20. You know, so it was about 100 bucks to go and intimidate this guy. You yeah. know, he, maybe he would have got more if he had actually broken the thumbs. Is that- <laughs> but that just gives you a sense of he do how it. life was. <laughs> I think that's important for people to know who maybe haven't seen the movies, um, that he truly was just getting along. He was just making it, fighting a little bit here and there, being that little enforcer guy, just getting enough money to, to make it through. He was not a person who was thriving in his, in his, you know, sometimes you see the bad guys and they're loving it and they're thriving. That wasn't the case here. He just getting by. You know. Well, I'm going to tell y'all, like, I- I'm sitting here thinking, and the only way that this podcast isn't going to be 12 hours long is if we just get into these and talk about what we liked and didn't like from each movie. Because we're still talking about characters. Can we talk about Mickey, though, bro? I think if we get Mickey out Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about him. Let's let's talk about Because I love... Let me tell you. Rocky 3 is when Mickey dies. And it makes it so heavy, everything they went through before that. I mean, all of the motivation, all of the... You know, he always kept it so real with him. Always um, was true support not fake support not like you know you know just that surface level like he really 
wanted to help him move forward. And I'm just saying at the end, you know, when they're sitting there and they're and he's laying there and he held on because in the movie, I know we're skipping three for one second, but you can't talk about Mickey without talking about three. So like in three, when he got pushed down by Clubber Lane and now he's, you know, uh, basically having an episode and he was dying and you could see him holding on through sheer willpower to just get to the outcome of that fight. And the other thing I love mm. is that Sylvester Stallone never lied to him. Mm. It was just like he just, he let him believe what was, he needed to believe in that moment so he could just go to peace. You know what yeah. I mean? But it's just, I'm going to just tell you, when he was sitting there like, you know, everybody was like second round. Mm, mm. It's like it was a knockout, you know. He was like, good. and then Rocky mm. realized what was happening. Yo, that scene is just heart wrenching. Yo, like, I will tell y'all that Mickey, that actor, um, you know, he. So what actually happened was there were multiple um, actors that they had considered for that role, and they were all contemporaries, you know, of. Um, you know, Burgess Meredith, meaning these were, these were character mm -hmm. actors, you know, these were big names at the time. And apparently there were three or four others that they had invited and those others felt they were too good to read for the part. They didn't want to read for the part. And they told like a specific story of the person that they actually wanted and the person that Rocky had in mind when he made the role of the guy actually came in and when they asked him to read, he was like, I haven't read for a part since 1930. You know, they wouldn't they wouldn't humble themselves to actually read for the part. But Burgess Meredith did. And so and not only did he did he humble himself enough to audition and just see if the chemistry would work. He even ad libbed in the audition and in a way that actually made it to the final scene, the final movie. So in the first movie, when Rocky and, and Mickey have that first confrontation, um, it, it was an ad lib from the from the audition. When Mickey at the end says, Rocky's leaving after the confrontation, and Mickey said, have you considered retiring? And Rocky says, no. And then Mickey says, think about it. <laughs> it was an ad lib in his audition. Wow. Like he was in the character already. Because wow. he, he was in like, that well, character, man. He was. He was. And it didn't feel like, like their interactions didn't feel like acting. It just At didn't. all. It was almost like Mickey became his father and Rocky became the son. Mm. Like, like that neither of them had, at least seemingly. Mm. So, yeah. you know, I, d I did appreciate their relationship. And I love, uh, one thing I did wonder was how in Rocky five was it or four where he was having the flashbacks of mick that was six was it six well there was the part where I he was right. yeah was that really him or were they taking oh, no, 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 no. Was that, five? that was five five 
That were they fine. taking stuff from old movies or no, what was really him? A- okay, so they were creating memories. Because I was like, I don't remember this from the other movies. So, um, but so, so oh. in, in five, okay, for those who might not have seen five, the one of the movies that Aubrey hates more than any other movie in the world. Okay, in five, there is um um you know essentially there is a they they wanted to give to create a context in which. Rocky had a memento from Mickey, but it hadn't happened in any of the other movies. So they had to create the scene where Rock, where, where Mickey gives Rocky the memento and they had to do it as a flashback. Yeah. And so what you see is even like an older Mickey, <laughs> you know, in this flashback with Rocky and he gives him a memento, which is like this chain with this boxing glove cufflink on it. Uh, so that's, mm-hmm. the, I was just giving that background sis, but go ahead. You were talking about that reflection yeah. or, or but just really about mickey and who he was for rocky rocky throughout the movies again back to his importance of family if someone that he was close to didn't believe in him he wasn't able to move forward which that is a larger conversation of believing in yourself but it's also one of those things where it's like mm, sometimes you need an extra push or um an affirmation from a loved one to help you move to the next space um in in what you're doing and so mickey there were times where you know mickey not believing in him this is how connected they were rocky wasn't able to move forward and so i just i think about um mickey being so important to him and him holding him so close uh, to him in that way. So I enjoyed his character, Mickey's character, and I was sad when he passed away. That's a good segue, because, bro, you were saying, okay, enough of this overarching. Let's get into these movies. So, well, yeah, I mean, it's time for us to get into yeah, Rocky too. honestly. We've already talked about I one. I mean, we really didn't, we weren't even really talking about we one. Really we were just, one. But, but I, like, let's just, I think we should just be simple Talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. Okay. About okay. each movie. Okay. So that we so um and I'll, I'll say with Rocky One, I loved how we talked about how I loved how they how real the movie felt. I loved how the race issues were present, but not the focal point of this movie. Mm-hmm. I like how the obvious uh theme of the movie was perseverance and I love how the um I, like I said I love Adrian and Rocky's relationship and throughout the whole series it just shows a couple that are down for each other but they still have little moments where it's like you know like in Rocky Four, which we didn't get to yet like at first she was like not wanting, she was completely not on board with fighting Drago. But at the end of the day, she's like, yo, I mean, but I'm not going to not be there. You know what I'm saying? If something happens. And that is just that unit that transcends everything. And how she knows how to talk to him. She knows how to, she knows when to be soft. She knows when she got to, you know what I mean? Not be. And she knows, and I'm just saying, I love that. In the, in the first movie and I loved how at the end like when you're watching this movie you would think Rocky's gonna win because of how it's all set up but it's like no he didn't win and 
But yeah. at the same time, Apollo wasn't like neither one of them clearly outmatched each other. And that's very rare that you see that in these kind of movies. Usually by the end, it's like somebody is clearly triumphing over somebody. But that's not how this was. And at the end, where it's like, yo, this is a movie called Rocky where he loses. That is just, I, I especially when I was, the first time you think it, you think he's going to win. And, and, and he, I'm just saying that's that all of that normally go. That would be the predictable. That's how it goes. Yep. And so that's so that's what I just love about that that story and how that characters interact. And what about what you don't like? That's in one zero, right? Yeah. <laughs> I one. feel like the scene. I feel like this, honestly, I'm gonna tell you the only thing that makes me feel weird is that scene we were talking about. I just wish it was a little shorter. So I, I actually think I could start with what I don't like for Rocky one, or for just for Rocky for the yeah. first movie, because we actually already covered it. My list was, why don't why don't Rocky have no other friends other than Polly, which we discussed. I also was struggling with like, again, the Adrian Orange story. And I, and I gotta tell you, I think Brittany really gave me some peace when she was like leaning into the fact that they've grown up together. Me too. But I will say, I just like they owed us as the viewers of the movie to to so that we could fall in love with them. That's the good thing about a love story is when you don't just see the characters fall in love. You're like, oh, I'm in love with them as well, you know. And I don't think they gave us that moment. So those were the things I don't I didn't like. Now, in terms of the things I did like about the first one. Um, you know, that early part of the first of the of the movie says I didn't struggle with it because I did get a chance to, to 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 basically fall in love with Rocky. You know, I got to build all this affection for him. Like that's what I wanted them to do with the Adrian relationship is for me to feel it. All that stuff they did to help us get to know Rocky, I needed it because after that, I was in. I'm now a fan of this guy. I'm ready to go to the mat with him. I want, I'm want. i feeling his downs when he's down, his ups when he's up. So I really appreciate how they got us invested in him. Um, I also really liked um, the Apollo character. I thought it was, as a person who's not a part, like I'm not a person that watches boxing, you know? But I know that, um, that the business aspect had to be told. If they had just made the story about all passionate fighters that just want to fight because they all have the eye of the tiger, I would have rolled my eyes every single time. But they didn't. They had Apollo there as a businessman. Fighting is my job. And I am strategizing about how to be a good fighter because it is my work. You know, and at the same, was he passionate about his work? He was. But I just appreciated they let us see that, no, these are business decisions. That is, that is how the fights are selected, when they happen, who's involved. It's not just a bunch of passionate fighters out here. This is this is business. Um, I also lo- love that they um, they allowed us to um, to feel um, that relationship between Rocky and Apollo develop. Now, in the first movie, they're only adversaries. They yeah. have buddies in that movie, but you saw they did let us somehow see the respect get built between. Yes. And I'm like, that's really well done. Yeah, it was. Because because to your point, bro, we didn't expect him to lose. Of course he was going to win. You know? 
but he lost, but somehow they had, they had still had so much respect for each other. So, and again, we talked about it a little bit at the top, but the music, I really loved the music in the first one. I loved it so much. And this was another situation where a bunch of composers had turned them down because their entire music budget, entire music budget was $25,000 for the whole movie. And so they wow. ended up getting an unknown Bill Conti, young composer, okay, out the woodworks, okay? And they only had three hours to record the whole score. That's all the studio time they had. Wow. And so this is a story it's of funny how magic happens sometimes. It was vision and it was creative. That's amazing. A chance. And so it made me love the first movie even more because it was like this movie was about people getting a chance and taking it. And the movie in reality was made. It was the same it's thing. That's so interesting. So dope. Taking it. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, what about you, sis? Well, I really, I've already discussed what I liked and I didn't like. We can move to Rocky too, honestly. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, when I was talking, I already said everything. And it was mm -hmm. the only thing I didn't like was the first 20 minutes. I was like, what? But um, Rocky too. I loved how it just flowed. The story made so much sense. It's like, all right, this fighter went the distance with you. This is some random dude that you were supposed to knock out, and he took you fifteen rounds. Yeah, and and like the whole plot where we're building up to this end fight, where it's almost like, and I also love the tortured hero type situation. It was like, he didn't even want to do this. Like Rocky was like, yo, I got my wife, all I need is a job, and I'm gonna have a kid, and I'm about to be good for 40 years. And it's just like, he was forced into this situation. And you felt it. They let it breathe. They let it happen. So it was like, I am a fighter at heart. I'm a warrior, but I didn't want to go this way. But it's like, all right, if I'm going to go this way, then I'm going to go. And the way that it caught, just the way that they orchestrated that whole um, beef between Apollo and how you could tell, just like Janai said, he, he respected Rocky after number one. Because the first thing he said was, ain't going to be no rematch. That's the first thing he said <laughs> at the end of one. Yes. But he just realized that, you know, there's an opportunity here. Plus, I'm talking about my legacy. And he just, it's almost like how would it actually happen in yes. real life? Yes. And then when they get all the way to the end, the thing I love is that they never made, a, Apollo was the antagonist, but he wasn't bad. He wasn't a bad man. He was just the the guy that Rocky was fighting. And yeah. at the end, they didn't make it like Apollo got beat down, beat the you know that beat up real bad. They man, they went to war again. And at the end, it was just Rocky got oh, up love. just a little bit, just a teeny skosh faster. And I just love that. I, I was just because at the end of that, you know, it's not like he just destroyed Apollo. You know what I mean? Because it's like, again, in these kind of movies, in that scene, there's going to be a point where all of a sudden, you know, dude is just getting beat down. It's like, come on, man, he's still 
the heavyweight champion of the world. So that's, and I honestly, two is my second favorite to three. So I I really don't have notes on two. I really don't. I, I, I liked it. Oh, yeah, and bro, I gotta tell you, I I do have some things about two I struggled yeah. with. They were minor, you know. Things I struggled with in two was, you know, this movie, these movies in general. Obviously, they are known for the montages and for the training montage, you know. Um, I was like, I thought it was a little hokey though that for the sake of this training regiment, they introduced, um, you know, him running around to catch chickens, um, you know. <laughs> Like Mickey introduces you, if you can catch a chicken. From what I understand, that's a real thing, though. Right, right. I just, I, I did struggle with it in the moment. It made me roll my eyes yeah. a little bit. But at the same time, as you're watching the fight, that zigging and zagging, it's, it was, I, I got there, but I was like, y'all just trying to find a new interesting training element for the montage. And I'm not interested in watching him run around with a chicken. But I struggled with it, but I got there. You know, the other thing that I struggled with a little bit, um, was the fact that Adrian is in a coma at some point in the movie. Maybe, again, maybe I'm just, I just wasn't an Adrian. I ain't gonna lie. So Adrian is given birth and then she gets into a coma and it's like, oh, now he's distracted. And I was just like, do we need this coma in this movie? I don't think we do. I think we had enough push and pull that was happening already. The coma to me was like an unnecessary layer. The good thing that I thought came out of the coma though, and this is now segue to the things I like was it was a chance for us to see yet another way that Mickey was down for Rocky, no matter what. Mickey, so Adrian is in a coma. Obviously, Rocky's going to be by her side 24 hours a day. But guess who else came there and just stayed? That's right. Polly right. didn't stay. Polly, that's his sister, and he in and out. But Mickey, when, when Rocky was- Well, that's there, because it was Polly's fault. Well, there you go. I wouldn't stay there either if it was my fault. Hello, Holly, you were on my list, yo, <laughs> you know? But but Mickey, when Rocky was in the chapel, Mickey was in the chapel. When Rocky was at Adrian's bedside, Mickey was at Adrian's bedside. And when, when Adrian did come out of that coma and she said, I only want one thing from you, Rocky, and that's to win. What are we waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing I will say that I, I really liked about um, that one, and again, it was about them finding a way to change up his training philosophy, was that they introduced, okay, if you're going to take Apollo by surprise, let's let's train you as a fighter that fights with you. Yeah. I was just loving it. And then y'all in the documentary come to find out that what actually happened was Sylvester Stallone had gotten injured during the course of, of training for the movie on his left side and had had surgery. So he actually couldn't do the fight sequences with his left side. So they wow. added him because in reality, he couldn't do it. That's so dope. Wow. Of the, the, so I will say I thought it was funny that, and this is a place of when you are in love, and this is mainly, I think everybody experiences this, but mainly women, you just kind of are like, okay. And it's like, do you know how to drive? And he's like, everybody knows how to drive. I know. He never <laughs> answered that question. He Rocky, he didn't answer the question. And they are driving around, Rocky, you are parking on sidewalks. What is happening? Down the street. This is so crazy how... <laughs> Even though 
he was being just ridiculous in that moment. For me, I still kind of you. I kind of liked him because it's like, yes, man, he don't know what he's doing. He, I, he, need to, he was just so. He was just so happy to be not struggling for a second. That for just a second, it's like, oh my goodness, we, Adrian, we got money now. I'm about to buy you everything. Dude, can I talk about three? Let's can I can I talk okay. about three? I Please, for, let's go to I three. just want to <laughs> for a few seconds. I just want to take off the reins, AKA. and I'm gonna tell you. All right, let me sit back. I love three. That is my favorite Rocky. I love. I feel like that. First of all, Mr. T, his physique, oh, and he just. I mean, he looked, I'm gonna just tell you that whole arc of. Okay, I'm now not because the way it starts off. Rocky is winning all his fights. There's this guy, Clubber Lane, who wants to fight him, who Mick is like, no, you ain't fighting this dude. And that's how Rocky finds out. They weren't fixed fights, but they weren't the the hardest. They were hand-selected. As competitors. And he wasn't taking his training seriously. And that first fight, he got destroyed. And then Mick dies He's at the basement of where he could be. And who helps him? Apollo, who is the antagonist for the first two movies. And I I was just like, that's just so good. Like, that's just a great, and like, even that scene when he came in, he's like, no, don't do it like that. You know what I'm saying? And then he's teaching him, and we get to see him have to learn this whole new way of fighting and to see the evolution from when he was first facing off of Clubber Lane, and you could see he was doubting himself. Not too much. It was subtle. Just the subtlety in the acting there, where he was just, just he was scared. He was yeah. thrown off. And Clubber could just feel it. And then all the way to the transition, past the montage. My one part was that frolicking in the Arby beach. loves it. Arby loves frolicking in the beach. That was a little, deep, that was a little difficult for me. But everything outside of that was <laughs> great. Baby, and, with the and, baby shorts on. And I'm going to tell you. On frolicking. <laughs> with, with half shorts. Okay. Look, I'm not even, I'm not, stop trying to bring me down. We're not that, talking about the frolicking. That was for people who... that was We want to see them frolicking around. Look, they all like, I'm saying is frolicking. that final fight was brutal. Yeah. And I'm talking about from the beginning when they did such a good job of building to that point. And then when Rocky was looking in his eyes and uh, at the end, and it was just no fear. Like, let's go, buddy. And and it was like, you could tell Clubber's like, yo, it's whatever. Now, and I don't know, you might know this as a factoid, but in my head, they've always taken that from the way the fight happened from the rumble in the jungle because I read that, but well, I'm saying Muhammad yeah. Ali did the same thing to Foreman. Yeah. He let Foreman tire himself out because he was the bigger, stronger fighter and he let him tire himself out. And even, and it's funny because even the, like the way that Rocky is talking during that fight, even it sounds a little corny, but it sounds like what Rocky was saying. Like I'm not breathing heavy. Like you said, but that's what he would say right then. And I'm just saying, so, so, and seeing Clubber get knocked out, especially when he was, he threw him back into the corner and 
that was just a great arc, a great fight. So yeah, I just I three is my favorite out of all. Yeah. And bro, for I don't really have cons to point out about three. Yeah. You know, the only thing there was one little thing I struggled with in three, and this, you know, and again it was minor. Um, you know, there was just a it was one of these places where I felt like Polly was taking up a lot of space unnecessarily, you mm -hmm. know? And I was just like, if I had not seen the first two movies and I was seeing this Polly character, I was just like, Polly, you, you really doing too much right now, you know? But um, in the context of seeing the entire franchise, I honestly wouldn't even put that on my list. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, because we're talking about three, you know, but bro, in terms of the things I liked about three, you really basically hit them all. Okay. You know, the one thing I would add um, was the, um, you know, the way that we saw, and again, we talked about it before, but it was the way that for Apollo, this was about business and it was about what made sense. And so it, we got to see that Apollo was never taking anything that happened on the ring personally. He just wasn't. And then we were able to see that Rocky was the exact same way, you know, and then that was this, their relationship, you know, kind of getting solidified, which I really, really appreciated, you know. So but I think you hit you hit all the main points, bro. Uh, I don't know, sis, if there's any specific reflections you have from three. I wish that um, Rocky would have reached out to Creed's family. I wish we would have seen something like that um, happen. We didn't see that. You know, we Ooh, saw him at the grave site, um, but this had become your good friend. You totally. know, but, but traveled all the way out. No, yeah, you're okay. right. You're you know, right. even yeah. and it's just and because Rocky is, we know his character to be like the one that doesn't break the thumbs, even though you're the enforcer. It, it just, it, yeah, you know, his character would have made sense to him to go out there, try to go all out. And then also Adrian being so sweet, I could totally, you know, see them traveling out there, her, you know, them going to their house and trying to help them, buying them some stuff, you know, even though they don't it need it to buy be because it's Creed. It, right. It wouldn't have had to be long, but just showing that even though he's gone, we're still connected to you because I, I, he was important to me. He helped me at a very hard place in my life we built a bond um with your family through this so well well that, i mean that's four you're talking about we could just go to four four was just fun i i um you know it's very campy and i it's it's just fun and it was it was fun watching him train low tech versus tech mm. and then you know it had some cool lines i must break you you know, like <laughs> that, like that was all, all cool. So, but I, I, I would say four for me was corny, but I enjoyed it. That's, that's what I'll say. Yeah. I think, and bro, you talking about the tech part, I think is important. That's something I wanted to say about all the movies. All the movies stayed with the time that they were being filmed yeah, in. Yeah. They did. They didn't. It wasn't like, oh, old school or, you know, it mm -hmm. was like, oh, OK, we're it in a time. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that. Like you're in with all this tech. They're watching all that. That was with the time computers and all this different stuff was coming out and people were doing these different things. So I just appreciated how every movie stayed current. I love that. Hmm. And sis, you just gave me an opportunity um, to drop a quick factoid on the technology and the actual production of the film. Um, films, uh, plural. 
But the first Rocky was one of the first uses of the Steadicam technology. Oh, wow. So that is what allowed them to be able to shoot those dynamic um, movements of watching Rocky run up the stairs. Like when he was running up those stairs, there was actually a cameraman holding a Steadicam beside him up the stairs. And what they were saying was they just lucked out because that cameraman just happened to be he was somebody who was like six six, highly athletic, and <laughs> carry the weight of that equipment and be fast enough to keep up with Sylvester Stallone. Did y'all like five? Um, I likened five to an after school special. <laughs> I was just kind of like, there are things that are corny here, Dad. You like him more than me, you know, like, I was just like, okay, you know, now he's a bad kid wearing one earring that's hanging down, you know, I was just kind of like, again, well, I'll say really my thoughts in our closers, but I'm just, I just really didn't, I don't know. I went, that's why I was struggling. Like, I don't know how to say what (laughs) I did. Cause I just think my expectations were just kind of like, it's a (laughs) corny movie. movie. Like, it's a rocky movie. movie. You know, he, I mean, in the first movie, he's in the ring screaming for Adrian, who is in the back. So it's just like, oh, okay. These are things that just happen in these movies that I'm just like, all right. Hmm. <laughs> I just, you know. Yeah, for me, I, 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 I don't think it's an overstatement to say I hated it. Okay. Because um, I'm going to be honest with you all. I was on such a high, and the, we binge we binge watched these movies. Yeah. We watched and waited a couple. Yes, times. and so um, and and I just want to tell you, I literally was watching these movies late at night. I'm choosing these movies over sleep, okay? And when I was choosing five over sleep, I was like, I could be asleep. I could be doing laundry. I could have had a V8. I was very disappointed because I just felt like it didn't follow the recipe um these are didn't follow the recipe these are fight movies and the movie was not about sylvester stallone and the fighting um and the fact that they introduced this character that was supposed to be his mentee and frankly made him a bad guy i didn't need that you know what i mean it was one thing when the bad guys were coming from outside of rocky circle but to flip someone who was in his circle it to me it just felt like we're we have not watched Rocky make that kind of bad judgment call and be betrayed. I don't know. I, I didn't like it and I I and, and it turned it out didn't, it didn't even feel like Rocky. And, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it like because I need I'll probably release a solo video hour and a half <laughs> of me just talking about that specifically because I'm just glad they ended with six because yeah, that was supposed to be the book end. And if it was, I would have never been able to call this a classic series. But now, if I was really watching this, I wouldn't even watch five. I would because they don't talk about five and six. I would just you could watch four and then just watch six. And just watch Rocky. Well, take six, bro. And I'm saying I loved everything about six. I loved how they made a story that was plausible. Again, the ending wasn't disrespecting anybody in terms of making it unrealistic. Like, 
he was just going to beat up on the current heavyweight champ. But at the same time, he's still Rocky. He's still Rocky. And I'll just say, and I know we got right, the ending, the very end, when Rocky was standing there and this crowd of people is going crazy. You know they're going crazy for two reasons. Like they're going crazy in the movie because that, you know, the people in the movie are going crazy for Rocky, but everybody who's in there is going crazy for Sylvester Stallone. And they all realize what they witnessed. And they made it's like they made it right. Like if we're going to do it, we're doing it right. We're doing the, the fight scenes are going to be flawlessly choreographed. We're getting real sports people to be all throughout this movie. So you feel like you're watching something actually happen. And even the, you know, concept of this computer fight is something that will happen. You know, like, like that, that's something that will happen. So I'm just saying that it put a perfect stamp on the franchise. Yeah. I and, loved it. And Brad will tell you like that fight scene um, where they had all the spectators there, yeah. they actually recorded that um, there was a real fight happening. Um, and they were the people were there for Bernard Hopkins and Jermaine Taylor. It was an actual HBO fight that was happening, and so it was that that was true sports fans. Um, That's so watching. dope! Isn't that great? Isn't that great? I was wondering how did they get all these people? In? I was wondering. So for me, y'all, I really you know when it comes down to six, I I'm not gonna I, mean, I I wasn't I'm not where you are, bro. I didn't think it was as perfect. You know, I didn't think it was a complete slam dunk because I struggled with some of the pieces about, you know, we had not really had a, like his relationship with his son. You know, I felt like it was well done in that movie, but I also felt like they hadn't done enough in the early movies for us to feel so heartbroken when things have fallen apart and needed to be repaired in the last movie so we had to shout out to jack from this is us yes but we (laughs) had to make some leaps they didn't give us enough information in the movie we just had to fill in the blanks for ourselves which you really shouldn't have to do with a relate a core relationship in a film you know and then um the other thing i will say is like (laughs) they had a big flaw y'all because you remember that rocky um in four he had an irreversible brain damage Yes. It was irreversible, meaning he would never in five. be in five, sorry. Yeah. Meaning he would never be cleared to fight again. But there's a big part of six where they are talking about the fact that he passed all the medical clearances with flying colors. Yeah. And- I wish that they had just glossed over it. If they had just glossed over the medical clearances, maybe we could have let it go. But they made a whole big thing out of the medical clearances. And it's like, oh, your brain just healed itself now. But other than that, bro, other than that, I don't have anything else to say on six because I feel like, you know, I think they made some really good choices. Adrian yeah. having passed away, him having to grapple yep. with him, finding some post-retirement career, which was the restaurant. It all felt very truthful. Yeah. Him making the decision that, you know what, I don't feel complete with my career. I do need to fight this one last time. I need I, people around me, come to my corner, help me. Um, him calling on even Apollo's coach to come and help. He called on Duke, Apollo's coach, you know? I thought that all the other pieces I thought wrapped up. What about you, sis? Um, I liked how Rocky was a community leader. 
Um, he just he just inserted himself. <laughs> the one young lady who was at the bar and he made a connection from Rocky One. Uh, that, was dope. that was a dope callback. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. that. That was dope. She was the one that Rocky took away from being with all the guys. And he was basically like, you know, you're going to be a, considered a whore if you keep hanging out with them. And I didn't catch that until this time. I'm yeah. so glad you said that. And she and she was still living in the neighborhood. Um, and elements that, again, I don't know if he was doing this on purpose just to show the times, but she had a mixed son. Her The father of her child was Jamaican. And, and so it's just he was bringing in these elements of showing that Philly's a melting pot. But yeah. in simultaneously, he's just inserting himself into her life like, okay, anywhere he's going, he is trying to be a motivating force. Even at one point, there was a young lady that approached him when he was at the bar and was like, buy us around. And he was basically, she. they started talking crazy to him. and But she he told her, "You why are you hanging out with that guy? He's no good. I, I'm assuming that this guy was probably a pimp or something like that for them. He was pimpish. And so at least. And by the end of it, when Rocky is, she's watching him on screen fighting and seeing the whole bar cheering him on. The guy is like, oh, he's nothing. And she turns around and tells him to shut up. And I said, look at you, Rocky, motivating the community to be better versions of themselves. Yeah. Um, and him just yeah. being so concerned about that and being patient with uh, even just the young guy that he took him to go look for a dog. It was the young lady's <laughs> son. And he was just like not being very, you know, being a teenager. And Rocky was just patient with him. Didn't get upset. Didn't tell him you need to do this. You need to do that. He was just being friendly. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate that. But they also showed dynamics. And they were very specific to show the outside of the Irish pub. And how when you go inside, it was all white people. But then on the the other skirt, when they were looking at um, this simulated fight, you saw the black boxer in his house, his mansion, with all his friends and family members. And you see just these this dynamic of things happening. And I'm like, again, Rocky, you so are real, so showing real. some deeper elements, but you're not being so like... Beating people over the head. Exactly. It's not a PSA, it's like, but it's just the facts. It's, it's like, just the fact. Yeah. But even with that being said, he still showed throughout every movie people coming together mm-hmm. of all ethnicities, all creeds, all religions. He showed people coming together to as some way, as if he was trying to say, this is how it's supposed to be. You guys, this is how we need to be. This is where we're, where we're losing our footing mm-hmm. is that we need to be in community all of us, we're all different. Let's celebrate that. Let's be different. But also we need to be community and we need to be one. And another way that he was showing that was he was showing a little bit of tea because he owns an Italian restaurant and there were only Latin people in the kitchen. And it's and I, I appreciated him calling that to light. Basically yep. saying in the movie, we separate for no reason. And you see how this is all, and we're all trying to fight for the same thing. Everybody's trying to figure it out. Everybody's trying to be the best versions of themselves. But if I can get you down to these key things that Janiyah was talking about, that speech that he did, I just, I, I love that. Sis, sis, you just took us to the vote. That's it. That's <laughs> Drop it. The that. Wrap it up. Drop the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic. Well, I mean, you already know. <laughs> 
next generation. And now only gets my statue. I'm about to go get some bronze so I can make one and just put it right here. That's how I feel. The, the, the one every five. The all the rest of the movies are so good that they outweigh five for me. Like I can. The only reason why I watched five is because we had to for this. But if I was watching one, two, three, four, six, it would have just been an amazing yeah. experience. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely a classic for me. I got to tell you, for me, it is one, two, three, and six that enable me to get over four and five. Um, because four, I enjoyed it, but I felt like it also was a step away from the formula because it was so like this, it was so, it was like a propaganda. It was so, it was so yeah, it was linked to current affairs and like the U S Russia one, two, three, <laughs> and six were strong enough for me that I can give this franchise, my Rocky statue, forgiving four, four and five. Well, I will tell you, my expectations for all of the Rocky movies was below hell. Okay? <laughs> Not below hell. I what? had it's no a, we're gonna invent a whole new religion with a no real. I just, <laughs> you know, I had no, I was like, these are fighting movies. Right. I'm not, you know, I I you know, I'm I'm watching Creed because Michael B. Jordan is in it. Like, I'm not watching like, ooh, even as we were talking, podcast audience, y'all didn't hear me say anything about the fights. <laughs> I don't really remember them. I knew I was cheering during some of them. Like, get your ass, Rocky. But I don't remember any of them. You saw what I was talking about. I'm like, oh my God, Adrian, relationships, community. <sighs> and so as I was watching- got something for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> I, so- the, the visceral effect you two were having with like four and five, yeah. I didn't have that because my expectations, again, mm. they were at the core of the earth. And so I was like, so to watch it, I was like, oh, these are corny movies that, again, they have this formula. Tell you what happened in the last three movies. Let's figure out what Rocky and his family are up to. Oh, here's a random robot. That why are you in this movie? You know, so it's just that like was it was important. It was important. So you know, Paulie is angry at everybody. Happy Rocky's about Polly. to fight. You know, so it's like um, I just I did not have a really a, a strong expectation for these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling my sister just a difference when there was a movie that recently came out that I had these amazing expectations for it and it and I hate that I had those expectations for it because I wasn't into it like I thought I would I was I was kind of I was really disappointed I was like dang like so when you have such high expectations it lets you down even more when it doesn't meet it but when you don't have any expectations it's like oh okay this is true you know so I I would say uh, overall, I enjoyed it. I Sylvester Stallone, he did a great job creating these movies of just teaching us about a man who just loved people, who loved his community, and he loved to fight. Mm-hmm. And he owned that, okay, this is what I can do. I'm a fighter, so I fight. But just as hard as Rocky would fight was also as hard as he would love. Mm. And so I appreciated that about his character and the movie. So with all that being said, it absolutely gets my Rocky statue. 
Wow. Right. I, can't, I can't miss the opportunity to make one last call back to the beginning of our podcast. When you were talking about just watching a movie with no expectation and just being present in the movie, that sounds like the right thing to do when you are a what? A super open sibling, you know? So anyway. There you have it. There you have it. I had to do it. I had to do it. Oh my gosh. Everyone, that's it. The Rocky <laughs> franchise is a classic from the right perspective. It's been fun being on this journey with you, bro and sis. This was a long prep for this. This was a long But it was definitely worth it. Love y'all. And love thank you all for watching. I love y'all. Bye, Podcast Land. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>